Welcome to the ICC podcast, Intelligence Career Conversations. I'm your host, Jim Donnelly, and I am thrilled to present our distinguished guest for this episode, Sarah McPeak. Sarah is a lead technical specialist at Maxar, who recently received the Edwin H. Land Industry Award at the 2023 INSA Achievement Award Ceremony. Sarah was selected for her exceptional technical proficiency, demonstrated leadership and inspiring work ethics supporting national security. Prior to Maxar, Sarah served in the US Army as a geospatial engineer. Sarah, welcome, it's great to have you on today's podcast. Thank you so much for having me, I'm excited to be here. Great, let's jump right in. So Sarah, tell us about your, yourself. How did you get started in the intelligence national security space? Well, I graduated from college in 2015 with a BS in geology, and I didn't really want to go into any more debt and work on my master's. So I thought the best thing for me to kind of challenge myself to prove to myself that that I could do something that was bigger and greater than I'd ever done before and to get on-site experience and also get paid for getting that experience all in the same time and pay for my master's, I decided to join the Army. So then, I thought, go ahead. Uh, uh, go, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, my apologies. Um, so at that point, I I thought it would be a little bit more geology and in the beginning because that's, that's always been my passion. Um, but then once I went to AIT and went to my first duty station, I learned that I had this entirely new passion that was intelligence and map making and geospatial engineering and intelligence. With the uh, geology background, why the uh, why the strong interest in that particular uh, field? I think it went back to my childhood. I I originally started off as a nuclear engineering major in college and quickly realized that that was not for me. And coming to the realization that something that I had always wanted to do wasn't going to pan out and that that wasn't what I actually wanted to do. That was a really hard realization for myself. But then when I went back and and remembered what I used to love about science in high school and middle school and so on, I remember geology. And so I took a couple classes, just fell head over heels with it. If you don't think volcanoes are exciting, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so at that point, I, I kind of fell in love with college again and, and things started to get back on board. But there was a moment where, you know, I, I kind of didn't know what I was going to do. And, and then moving into the Army, how did you uh, get into the geospatial engineering field? I researched all of the jobs. I didn't just talk to the Army. I talked to the Air Force, the Coast Guard, the Navy. Uh, sorry, Marines, I did not talk to you, <laughs> um, but I, I spoke to everybody. I wanted to know what my options were. I wanted to know, you know, the school options, what jobs were out there. So I did all of the research on my own and then talking to the recruiters and seeing what was available because not everything I wanted to do was out there and available at that time. So then I landed on the army. It seemed that I was going to get a lot of what I wanted out of it. I was going to learn a lot. The school seemed really great. And I think it was also a little bit of my gut telling me what to do at okay. the same time. And I made my decision and I just, I went for it. Two weeks later, I was gone. I was going to basic training. 
Very good. Well, thank you very much for your uh, service. How about, could you talk to us a bit about your current role over with uh, Maxar? Gives an overview of either a day by day or some of your responsibilities there. Absolutely. So I am a lead technical specialist on one of the imagery platforms. So a lot of my job is talking to the users day in and day out, talking about how they're using the imagery, maybe some suggestions I have you know, to make their workflows easier and better. I'm also doing a lot of troubleshooting. You know, if, if you have an account issue, if you have an FTP issue. So there's, there's a lot that I had to learn on this job. I, I wasn't as good at, um, you know, Mozilla Firefox and S3 buckets when I joined Maxar, but I've learned quite a lot. There's a lot of just amazingly smart people on this team that are so willing to help you if you have a question. I never feel like I'm alone in this. I always have somebody to reach out to. Um, but then, you know, other than talking to users and training, I, I travel the world training. Um, and then it's a lot of, you know, talking with customers and making sure that everything that we're doing meets their criteria. So it's, I would say no one day is probably the same for me, which is one reason that I really love this job. You no, know, I can see you, you certainly light up when you start talking about the, uh, your job, what uh, what really excites you about the position or the organization, uh, Sarah? Uh, I think the mission is is excellent in what we're doing. And, you know, being a former NCO in the military, I really love taking care of people and talking to people. So I think that's that's another really great love of mine is is just speaking to people from across the planet about how they're doing geospatial intelligence, how, you know, with what they want to do with it, where the field is going. And, you know, when I when I hear people talk about the AIML aspects of what they're doing, it, at this point it all goes over my head, but I'm so excited for the future and and what amazingly smart people out there are doing with this. I think that things are going to be great in the future with what they're doing. You, you talked a little bit about you, your um, experience in the U.S. Army. Talk to us a little bit about your transition going from the Army into the um, into the uh, public sector with uh, or private sector with, with uh, Maxar. I was very nervous. I will say, uh, leaving the Army when once I made the decision that that's what I wanted to do, uh, I I decided to go back to school. So I was, you know, taking the GRE. I was looking at what schools I wanted to attend to get my master's in GIS and remote sensing. And then uh, one of my warrant officers actually gave me a business card and he said, you need to reach out to this, this person. This is one of my old military buddies. He's gotten out. They actually started a company. So I didn't initially go to Maxar. I was at a different company for about a year and a half. Okay. And, and so once I, once I called him and talked a little bit about what they were doing, uh, it was a lot of feature extraction uh, and things like that to, you know, create point signs and polygons for mapping and things of that nature. And that had been something that I was doing in the military, so I I was very good at it and and I knew I knew how to do it. And I thought, you know, maybe maybe this would be a good transition. And plus, you know, when you're thinking about going to school versus getting a job, if somebody offers you money, it's a little bit more enticing. <laughs> <laughs> So I decided to do that. And then after about a year and a half, uh, I decided to move on to Maxar. And that almost felt scarier. It was a bigger company. Um, 
and in a way, it was just I was I was nervous. I I wasn't as familiar with a job set as I was in in my previous transition. So I think it was it was a little bit. It felt like I was leaping off of a cliff, but it's one of the best decisions that I made to come to this company. Did you have any um, one that was either at Maxar or any mentors that uh, coming in to help you with that decision to come on board with them? I I did have someone to speak to. Uh, they were already at Maxar, so I I knew a little bit about what what they were doing, and I trusted him, and obviously still do to this day. So I think I think keeping your contacts and being able to reach out to people or, or knowing knowing who to reach out to that's that's a big thing. There's there's a lot of Facebook groups that I know the geospatial engineers are in. So I know a lot of people are posting in there, you know, I'm looking at this job. Is there anybody here that has worked there or knows anybody? And so people will respond and, you know, share contacts out there. That's one thing that I think the military is great. It's it's almost a ticket to the club. You already have this group of people that have gone through the same thing that you have and and you know that you can lean on those people even if you don't know them. So I'm glad that I did have a military person that I could reach out to and speak to before getting this role. Great. Looking back, um, is there anything that you would do differently or anything maybe advice that you'd give to others that they should uh, look at when making that similar type of transition? I was speaking to someone about this recently. I had a soldier that came up to me and and said that they were thinking about getting out and they asked about, you know, how it was for me. So I told them, you know, the pay is different, but there's also I could get fired tomorrow very easily. And with the military, it's a lot harder to to get rid of someone, to fire someone in that nature. So there's there's a bit of stability with the military as unstable as it feels sometimes, you know, when you're might be deployed or something like that. Uh, there's also, you know, the amazing healthcare in the military. So there's, there's, a, there's many decisions that go into that very specific decision. I think, I think the best thing to do, and, and I'm glad that I made the decision that I did. I, I feel like I have a little bit more control over my life again. Um, the military sometimes it's that can be difficult. Um, but I think for every person, it's different. You know, if if I had had children, I probably would have stayed in the Army Reserves or the National Guard just because of the amazing health care and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think I really think just making a as simple as it sounds, a pros and cons list, just kind of having everything out. I like to visualize things. So I mm -hmm. love to write things down and make lists. And that's what really helped me. But yes, I I actually moved from South Carolina to Virginia when when I transitioned out, and that was another really big kind of scary move for me, because if if something had happened at my position and I didn't have a job, I was now you know renting a house and I had all of these bills and I didn't I mean I you know it, I could have lost my job at any time and there's no telling what would have happened so. It was it was the best decision for me at the time, and I'm really glad that I made it at the end of the day. But it was still kind of scary. Yeah, good. Um, what skills have been most beneficial to you, Sarah? Both technical and soft skills. I think some of the skills that have benefited me the most, and I feel like I've talked about the military a little bit, but I think a lot of the 
initial skills that you get just from being a person in the military, regardless of the branch, you know, you get this almost a sense of confidence that I did not have before. So I think being able to make a decision and stick with it and being able to back it up at the end of the day has been an incredible skill, you know, on top of all of the other geospatial skills that I have learned along the way in my four years, I, I was able to take a lot of different courses. Um, you know, I took a course in GMTI, ground moving target indicator as a geospatial engineer. And that was, you know, I haven't specifically used that since, but having taken a course like that or FMV full motion video and being able to lean on, well, I remember, you know, doing something completely different that I'd never done before. And you can transfer some of those skills over into other aspects. And especially in the job I have right now, I think as well, maybe not having the depth of knowledge in every single aspect of geospatial, but having the breadth of knowledge, knowing across the board a little bit about cloud technology, a little bit about 3D data, you know, the 2D data and things like that. And being able to, if you don't have the answers, being able to have enough information to find the answers on your own or have the Rolodex of people that you can reach back out to if you ever have any questions. Great. How about thinking of Sarah McPeak, what habits do you keep that you uh, believe positively affected your career or continue to affect your career? I've, I've definitely kept in touch with some people. Um, I think, I think even going outside of myself and, and finding new hobbies have been beneficial to me. Uh, after the pandemic, I ended up joining a rowing team that is right down the road from my house. And I met some great friends who are also in the industry here in Northern Virginia. And so I've actually made new contacts and learned new things and, and found some new friends along the way. And that's been, that's been one of the, a really beneficial thing for me, you know, moving to a new area by myself. That was was kind of scary. Then the pandemic yeah. happened, which was crazy. Um, but then other things, I think wanting to continuously learn, wanting to always keep your skills sharp, because with with AIML, that's not at all my forte, but you know, a lot of things are moving that way. So you can either be left behind or you can try to move with it and find out a way that it could be useful in what I'm doing today. Um, what type with, with continuous learning, um, what type of avenues do you pursue? Is it books? Is it courses? Uh, I have done a couple LinkedIn courses. Those are more beneficial than, than one might think. Um, I'm also looking into getting my master's degree. Uh, that's that's something that I've I've wanted for a while, so I'm trying to pursue that and and talking to to some people in the industry to try to figure out the best school for me. You know, working a full time job, do you do an in person school or or do you want to do fully remote? So there's mm -hmm. there's a couple options there, and then you know considering what specifically I want to focus on, and then where I want my next five to ten years to be. So those are those are a lot of questions that. I've been trying to do my own research on. And, and, and one thing that I always tell people too is looking at where you want to be in five to 10 years, look at the person that's doing that and go talk to them. 
What is their background? People usually would love to talk about things like that. So I think that's, you know, do I, do I focus in more business or do I go the more technical route? And that's something that, that I'm talking to people and trying to figure out for myself, which one would be the most beneficial for me. It's a nice segue to a follow-up question I have, Sarah, is, you know, did you have a, do you have a mentor or have you had a mentor and what made them um, strong mentors? I've never had an official mentor. I, I have always had really great bosses and managers above me that have always been open to talk to me about things like this. And even now, my, my manager, Jason Angelis, he's a former 125 Delta in the military. He's, he's an amazing person to learn from, uh, you know, just all of the things that he's done and, and all the things that we do. I'd like to think of Jason as my mentor, but, um, you know, part of me would also like to have a female mentor. That's something that I've never really had. You know, I've had maybe, well, actually I've had, I've had one female NCO above me in my, in my career. Um, I've also worked for another female. Um, it was amazing, but I think, I think having a female mentor would be great. I've, I've talked to some people at Maxar about that and about trying to, to figure out how to do that. So I think that that is something that I need to kick to the top of my list and, and really start to, to try to do again. As far as seeking more of a, a former mentor versus uh, informal? Yes. Okay. Oh, great. Um, it sounds like, you know, you've, you've had people who are reaching out to you. Have you had people that you actually mentored um, as, as well? I wouldn't say it's an official capacity. Um, I, whenever I go to locations and, and train people uh, through MaxR, I, I will have some people that might stick around and ask me some questions just, you know, about myself or about, you know, imagery and things like that. But I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's it's official in any capacity, but I've always been more than happy to speak with anybody about, you know, the military or the intelligence field. And I, I will give my two cents about, you know, my perspective. Okay, that was great. Um, one of the questions I always ask our, our guests, uh, Sarah, is, you know, what's some of the best career advice that you've received? I think from either, you know, my parents or different different mentors that I've had or different leaders that I've had, it's always, you know, be the hardest worker. If you work hard, people notice that. And and I definitely would say that has been true in my life. You know, I'm not saying that you have to work 24 hours a day. Nobody ever expects that. But work hard when you're at work and then make sure that you also take time for yourself too. find something that you love. Don't be on the computer Sunday morning or Sunday night, even though I'm also guilty of it. But make sure that that you take time for yourself. You have the downtime. If you're, you know, an extrovert or an introvert, you you find what works for you to fill your cup back up at the end of the week. So I, I agree. I think having that work life balance is extremely important. How about we already mentioned early on in the introduction, your um, Ed 1H Land Industry Award. What other career accomplishments are you proud of, Sarah, and why? 
I think one of my first career accomplishments, um, you know, I had had some awards in the military, but I never, you know, it felt like a piece of paper. But when I was promoted to to sergeant, I was really proud of that. I felt like my literal blood, sweat and tears had gotten me there. And I, I loved wearing those stripes. I loved it. You know, I had family that came down for the ceremony and I loved, you know, having soldiers that I was responsible for. I wanted to make sure that every day that they were taken care of and that I was making them better, better soldiers and helping them with anything that they needed. And I, I really, that's probably my favorite other than obviously the Edwin H. Land. That one is still, I cannot believe that I was nominated and, and, you know, received that award. Well, great. Well-deserved. Um, what's one thing that you did for your career that you would encourage others to do, Sarah? You know, I, I can't speak enough about what the military has done for, for my career. I would not be here without that. One of my favorite things to do when I, when I meet people is ask them how they got into the, the intelligence field. And I, I'm really interested in people that, that didn't go the military route. You know, I, I find that I didn't even know that any of this existed hmm. before I joined the military. Um, but I think, I think that is, is one of the best things that I did. It, it set me up for this, this amazing career that I have now. But I think, you know, even if somebody can't serve in the military, I think some type of civil service is always, it gives you a sense of pride. It, it you know, you giving back to your country in that way, I've, I've, I, I will always be proud of that. Great. I'll give you one last question, uh, Sarah. If you had a magic wand, what one change would you make to improve the IC work workforce or workplace? I love the magic wand questions. There's... See that? <laughs> I think if, if I had the magic wand, um, I would say more acceptance and collaboration between departments, agencies, leaders, and having been, you know, in the military and in the private sector, I... I still see that there could always be more communication. You know, there's there's so many people that are working on so many different aspects in this field. And and I think if we had some cross communication, we could make it better. We could be faster. You know, there's there's so many aspects that I think that that would that would influence. Okay, well, great, great insight. I really enjoyed spending time with you today, Sarah, really learning about your background experiences and sharing your uh, insights with us. Uh, so thank you again for uh, taking the time out of your day to uh, do this with us. Uh, and thank you for everyone that is listening. Uh, that concludes today's podcast. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. You got it.